You are now entering the Empower Church Network podcast, your source for encouragement and inspiration as we unite the local church in bringing hope to those in poverty. Get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Empower Church Network podcast. I'm your host, Zach Bauer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, This podcast is really designed to encourage and inspire uh, others who are dealing and impacting lives in poverty. And uh, our hope is that you'll be encouraged through this. And our goal is to highlight local churches and what they're doing to uh, step into uh, the issue of poverty in our city and in our area. And so today I'm joined with Pastor Mary Morgan and Deb Thalhuber with Good News Church here in Sioux Falls. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We are excited today. We're going to be focusing on really healthcare transportation. And uh, let's just start off really quickly. Just tell us a little bit about what you guys do and what started here. Well, Willing Wills to Wellness is a ministry that we started about four years ago, and it helps to get people to medical appointments at its basic level. Usually we try to, it's uh, that they fall through the cracks of care, that they don't necessarily qualify or or for other transportation options out there. Mm-hmm. And how long has this been going on? Well, about four years. We've been, uh, we started about four years ago. Okay. All right. Well, talk a little bit about um, what you do. How does it work? Well, um, about four years ago, I was working at, with Avera for a coordinated care program. And what we do is trying to, um, how are we keep these people healthy? Many mm-hmm. times they were ending up in the emergency room and, and not getting to doctor appointments. What we found out is they couldn't get to the appointment because they didn't have transportation. And many of them either didn't have family to drive them, they didn't have a vehicle, or they didn't have access to get there. And so out of my frustration, I was talking to Mary and saying, I don't know what to do with these people. We can't get them to appointments. Um, taxis we were using, but were very expensive. Yeah. And uh, so out of that, Mary brainstormed and said, hey, I bet we have some drivers here we could use. And so came up with this program that uh, we could connect some of our drivers with patients that needed appointments. All right. And so how did that work? You, how did you coordinate it? How did they sign up? How did they get to appointments? So when it started, it we started, it was beautiful, actually, I guess is the way we would say it, because we had a coordinator at Avera. And so the drivers are from, most of them have been from our church, and mm-hmm. most of them are retired, not all, but most are retired people who wanted to serve, but didn't necessarily th- this was a great fit for them they yeah. they they jumped right on i think we started with like nine even when we first wow. started who signed up right away and th- so it's retired a lot of retired drivers they can sign up for as much or as little as they would like they can i have drivers who say i'll drive just put me on the calendar for every day and i have other drivers who say i'll serve monday mornings and wednesday afternoons and they can change that. They mm-hmm. can let me know ahead of time. But then, so we, so I do the orientation and the recruiting of drivers here, and then we put them on a Google calendar. Okay. And that sh- calendar we shared with the coordinator at Avera. Okay. And then the coordinator would uh, see when the patient was due for the appointment, call a driver and say, hey, are you free at this time to take this patient, bring to appointment? And so if they did, um, she would arrange that transportation so that um, phone numbers were not exchanged with the, the patients or our drivers, okay. and uh, neither were last names. Okay. Um, so it was very safe. We wanted to know that if I was sending a driver out, I would feel safe sending my own family with mm-hmm. them, so that kind of a thing. And um, so they would bring them for appointments. They would either wait for them until they were done and take them home, or they could have their 
our coordinator call them and come pick okay. them up again. Um, and so it was worked. It worked very good. And one thing that came out of it that we didn't realize were the relationships that were built with these uh, drivers and these patients. Yeah. Many of them requested, "Hey, whenever that person needs a ride, you call me. I'll give them a ride every wow, time." That's cool. Yeah, and it was really neat because that was that was something very positive that came out of that that we weren't expecting. Yeah. So the coordinator would be able to look at the Google Calendar, and a patient would call in and say, "I need a ride." They would then. Yep look at the Google calendar and say, okay, so-and-so is available. They'd call the driver, say, are you available? Yes. Give them the directions. They would show up, pick them up, deliver them, and vice versa, back to the home and Correct. back on the calendar. Right. Okay. So what was kind of an average number of rides you were giving? We were doing about, when when during that time, it was probably, I, I think we'd do 20 to 25 a month. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Continual same people, or was it always? Probably half and half. Okay. Some that had needed very frequent follow-ups, so maybe weekly mm -hmm. or had appointments they needed to go often. Some were just once a month or every three months. So some were, you know, more often, but more just one or two times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And this is just directly to Avera. If the kind of that. Connection. It was if their um, if their primary care physician was a Vera, mm -hmm. but say the doctor referred them to um, a provider outside of a Vera, we would take them there okay. too. Okay. So it didn't have to be just within a certain area, because we found um, there are many doctors' offices or other specialty that are outside of even the bus system in Sioux Falls, mm -hmm. and so they couldn't get there anyway without yeah. our drivers. Okay, and so it was really making sure that they followed through with that health care. Yeah, now. Typically, um, do you, did you notice a certain group of people? Was it a certain age group demographic? Was it all over the map? It was pretty much all over the map uh -huh. because we had uh, many elderly, mm -hmm. you know, if they didn't have family or couldn't drive. But we also had those, um, those moms with maybe children that they only have one vehicle, and Dad has that at work all day. Um, and they either can't use the bus, uh, maybe it's not close to them, maybe there's a language barrier. Um, there are some that had some mental health issues that really couldn't drive, mm -hmm. and so that can be of all ages. So it really was not specific to age or gender. Yeah. So was Avera and the coordinator on that side, were they uh, obviously encouraging maybe those that they recognize are having a tough time getting to appointments? Were they kind of the, for lack of a better word, marketing for you? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, because that was the, when we would talk to these patients, that would be their reason they couldn't get there. Mm -hmm. I can't get there in time, and so I wait until my whatever disease process, whatever, is so bad. So, you know what, I can call an ambulance, they'll take me to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So that's how I get my doctor care, My wow. you know. And it's like, no, we can help you get here. Yeah. And they would say, I can't afford it. That's okay. Mm -hmm. We want to just to help you with your health care. And so they were very open and willing to do that. So Vera on their side obviously saw it from a, a perspective of their own of like preventative, this gets them in, mm -hmm. um, it's helpful for them, but also you guys recognize the need that you could step into uh, yeah. as a church. So here's what I thought would be fun to talk about a little bit. What are some of the things you discovered in the transportation in Sioux Falls, uh, maybe even some of the obstacles or challenges that you found as you've been doing this now for four years? Probably when we first started, my biggest obstacle was um, the cost of taxis. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it cost, and it's very expensive, and so many people couldn't afford that. Um, then we tried, you know, the bus route system, which is good, except 
Um, it's limited in their access, you yeah. know, past 57th Street where there's so many um, doctor's offices. Um, and for our patients, if they are already have a disease process going on, for them to either walk to the bus stop, stand out in the rain or the cold, or if it's a child and you mm-hmm. have to take them. There were just so many limitations, and really a language barrier was a limitation for the bus system as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that I was just—it was very discouraging. You don't take for you take it um, take it for granted when you have a vehicle and drive yourself. Mm-hmm. When you go, oh my goodness, this is a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, and you can imagine that if you had two <clears throat> or three appointments in a week, you know, the one the difficulty in in December, January, which we all know what that's like in Sioux Falls, uh, and then the the reoccurrence of even getting a taxi three times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is probably hard for some who can't afford that. Uh, and two, just the cold and the limitations physically to walk uh, maybe a mile to a bus stop. Right. And even in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, 90 degrees yeah. or whatever in the, in the shade with the humidity, you know, that's that's not, it's something like you say, we take for granted of how difficult that is. Yeah. And with the increasing growth of Sioux Falls, you're getting families who are maybe moving away or maybe moving here, but don't have any other relatives or church community or network that is really available to help them. And so, uh, yeah, there's a huge need there that's kind of uh, lacking. Um, and, and I think it is, too. Um, I think the surprising thing for me is the misconception that people do have. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that people, unless you've been involved in something like this, you really do have a bit of a misconception about that transportation is readily available to people. Yeah. It's like, well, really, it's there's lots of places providing rides. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be, but they don't necessarily qual. Not everyone qualifies for all of them, or that they are still expensive. Yeah. If they don't have a hundred percent subsidy, and that you have to have, you know, two weeks of, you know, of of lead time in order yeah. to take advantage, or that you have to fill out a boatload of paperwork, and and I I'm not. Um, I, I saying all of that is bad to do because this is a huge issue and you have to limit it somehow. Yep. yep. But it's still a barrier and yep. makes it not a, the best option for a lot of people. Yeah. There's still a lot of people falling through the cracks when yeah. it comes to transportation. Oh, yeah. You imagine a, a mom with two little kids and um, when it comes down to either going to the re- regular checkup or paying for groceries that week, right. um, you're going to choose food over or other things right. over maybe a regular checkup that is needed for a child. And uh, it's unfortunate, obviously, that you know I think we can step into this and really help uh, provide. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I'm sure you've encountered many individuals and and uh, stories have been shared. Uh, what's been one uh, one one thing that has stood out that you didn't expect? in this process? I think so many of the, when we first started, the hope was relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, but how much relationship can you have? It's a car ride, right? That you might give to the person once. But I think we were so surprised that so much of that did happen. We had one driver um, who every, she, she said, I told the coordinator at Avera, whenever so-and-so needs a ride, make sure you call me first. Hmm. And she just, they had developed a relationship over that amount of time. And they, she just loved giving a ride to that person. And we had another driver who took the gentleman, he gave this gentleman a ride often. And we found out later that one day he drove him all the way to Miller. Wow. South Dakota to visit mom because he hadn't seen mom in a long time. I'm like, you did what? (laughs) 
but those are so cool. Yeah. You know, that is just, and, and right now we have a driver who is giving a ride to a mom and her son that it was two to three times, a, two times a week wow. and doing it all the time. And we have a backup for her that if she can't do it, then we have another driver. But most of the time it's this, this driver and they share and they trade and they, they know this mom and this son and she knows that the son likes red and he, you know, they wow. have a relationship and mm. I just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really cool to see uh, out of this, uh, lives and stories that have been shared in relationships. And, uh, I mean, obviously you want that to be, but you can't force it or make it happen. And right. just, naturally. And, uh, uh, I think that's a great, uh, great example for us to kind of look at and see the, the opportunity that you can step in and, and care for someone beyond just a ride. Mm-hmm. What are maybe like a few challenges that has uh, arose over the years that you've had to either overcome or adjust or change? Um, probably one of the biggest challenges is, um, just, we have had a change of staff at Avera as well mm-hmm. as so getting the same people to use the the Google Calendar the same way, yeah. and you know, and just um, so that has been probably a difficulty. And then, and more recently with Lyft coming in, you know, that's very easy um, to use. So sometimes it's just trying to um, navigate the changes and changing with it, mm-hmm. and not knowing exactly where God is calling us to go with this ministry. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a story, or maybe a few stories, or testimonies over the years that kind of uh, makes you look back at all the challenges and difficulties <laughs> and go, that's why we do it. That's what makes it the, the, the benefit. This is why we do all this. I think it's all the little stories we hear, just mm-hmm. even our drive. I mean, we do it for our patients, but I think our drivers get a lot from it as well yeah. because they go, you know what? It took me maybe an hour out of this day, but I got to meet this person, had a great conversation. We never would have met any other time before. And I feel good that I was able to help them and it didn't cost them, which many people want to pay or want to do. They're like, no, it's free. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you do it? You know, so it gives them an opportunity to give a testimony themselves to people. Um, and I think it's amazing how quickly word spreads. Yeah. And people go, <laughs> why are they doing it? Yeah. You know, so that's our opportunity to spread the word. You know, so um, I don't know if there's a lot of like, one great story they're all good stories in themselves and each person was affected by it have you seen over the years the drivers are the same they've stayed on all these they have we i mean we had one driver who had to step away for just changing her life and Mm -hmm. otherwise you know i i can't even really think of how many drivers we haven't really had any step away and certainly none i have had none come back to me and go i don't like doing this this is it's something they enjoy for mm-hmm. the amount of time that they do it. Some do it, like I say, some do it one day a week, and they might not even have a ride that week. Some do it every day of the week, and they'll have one or two rides a week. And so it's. I think that's part of it for the drivers is that yeah. it's very flexible for them. They have permission, you know, if it's if if it's uh, bad weather or something on their end where they just don't feel comfortable giving a ride that day, our church has set up a fund where we pay for a lift or a taxi or whatever that they can feel comfortable and and have absolute permission to say, "Mm, I'm just, I just, I'm not going to do this ride today. Mm. Almost never happens, but it does. And it's there if, if they want it. If needed. Yep. And if they need it. So it, they, 
it's been very, very successful here as uh, far as drivers enjoying it and wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. So what would be your guys' vision and uh, future of this if you could dream a bit and your heart in it? There, it's something, it's interesting because at uh, Deb and I, just a very short while ago, because of the change in Avera and things, it had dropped off to almost nothing where we were giving almost no rides and and uh, just kind of as we were talking about it, I was like, well, maybe God's done. It doesn't, it must be done. I don't know. But, you know, God very shortly informed us <laughs> he wasn't because we keep getting calls and we keep getting calls from social workers, from um, both hospitals, from uh, rehab centers of people that they are struggling to get people to appointments and mm -hmm. even even people who qualify for some some of these services it still is expensive for yeah. people with a very limited income. Mm -hmm. You know, on a, on a really minimal basis, on a really minimal dream, I, this is something that other churches could implement. I, I do believe that we have more drivers who take part in this ministry because it's part of our church. Mm -hmm. they, you know, there's other service, other transportation options they could drive for, but they don't. Why not? I don't know. I think they said yes to driving to Willing Wheels for Wellness because it's part of our church and part of what our church does. Yeah. It's a way to serve Definitely. through our church. And so I think it is something that is could be transferred to another church and replicated. You know, you need someone who wants to get the drivers and put them on the Google calendar and do the orientation and training, which is minimal. Mm -hmm. And then to have someone maybe at one of these departments in one of the hospitals and say, we'll provide your rides and another church will provide another area's rides. I mean, that's a minimal dream. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, people are so willing and people want to make a difference. And so set up the right way. I think, it could make a difference. Yeah, definitely. So the key, you guys kind of communicated this a little bit, is the coordination communication That's piece. the hard part. Yeah. That's the part. So our real dream, I mean, if you really want a real dream, is that we would hire like a coordinator mm -hmm. or that there would not even hire. There would be this amazing person yeah. out there who just wants to coordinate rides. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yes. please call. Uh, you know, just someone who could take the calls and, you know, part of the struggle, I will tell you, though, in mm -hmm. that is, is because so I get the call. Well, I know our drivers. And so yeah. right away, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if this person, if that would work into their schedule. And so, you know, the coordinator, it really is. And that's what we had before at yeah. Avera was, is that person knew our drivers and she knew the clients. And so that's that's the real dream, I guess, yeah. that I would have right now is that there's this person out there who really wants to coordinate rides for, you know, the different social workers who know that these patients need a ride and would be able to filter that into yeah. the drivers and know our drivers a little bit and say, oh, I think so-and-so would be a good fit for this. I'm yeah. going to call and ask them yeah. because that is the real struggle sure. because even, even we're discovering the social workers. I, I met with the social workers at uh, Avera Cancer and just in the little time I spent with them, I got a little bit of a glimpse of just how – their mm -hmm. job then is they have to check with all of these different transportation options. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. go, okay, well, I checked with this one. They said they didn't have anybody. I checked with this one. They didn't qualify. I checked with, you know, yeah. as a social worker, I can't even imagine how overwhelming yeah. that is. Oh, you can see why it's easy. I'll just pay for Lyft. Just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So how does it, how did it, how does it work and how has it worked through the coordinating? They would, 
uh, go through an application process, or how did they? Um, coordinated care um, works with patients from the clinic. They're referred from the physician that says, you know what, this patient really needs a little extra help with something medical. Maybe they don't understand their medications. Maybe they don't have family to help them with something. And so as you meet with them, you find a big need is they just can't get to where they need to be. And so through that process, then we tell them, hey, we got a, a system that works that we can set you up with this driver and they will bring you to appointments. And so it really comes out of a need from the physician a lot okay. of times okay. that says, I have a somebody that needs help. And then they would go through that process and then get yep. on kind of the radar for right. for regular pickups or whatever they needed. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you encourage a church that maybe is interested in stepping into this, exploring this? Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your advice? I would say don't give up. If you've got a problem, make sure you tell people about it because I had no idea that it was going to there would be mm-hmm. any kind of answers, but I kept telling Mary, I have this problem. <laughs> yeah. And so don't be afraid to dream and to try things. Yeah, that's good. And just pray about it because there are answers out there, and but it's scary sometimes to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say this, the, I mean, what we, in, in all honesty, what we do on our end for this is pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. We, or, or I should say it used to be more more minimal with the coordinator at the Vera. It's a little bit more now, just like I say, because we don't have that coordinator. Yeah. And you're working with multiple departments right, and different groups. Right. And yeah. so really when it when we're saying all of this, we're in a test phase yeah. right now because we don't know for sure how this is gonna work with the multiple people utilizing the calendar and all of that. We had a meeting with our drivers a couple months ago, and we just said, we're just going to test this and see <laughs> yeah. how it goes. And so we're kind of in the middle of that right now. But that with, you know, with on our end, there really isn't. It's just telling people about the ministry. We sit down for an hour and maybe just talk through what we do and how we started and the purpose and about what they can, what what we hope they do. We hope our drivers pray for yeah. people as they're driving, if, if they nothing else. I, we hope they're praying for them as mm-hmm. they're driving them to their appointment. And so helping them to see that this is a ministry. Mm-hmm. This is not just providing a ride. Yeah, It is so, so there's so many opportunities that yeah. are a part of it to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Knowing the transportation that I think is an ongoing conversation here in Sioux Falls and uh, lots of different groups and, and leaders are, are coming to the table to discuss how can the, how can the church world and the public and the private, how do we all come together and say, how can we address these? How can we, obviously from the faith bent, our hope is that we have opportunities to step into their lives and obviously share Christ with them. And um, But if anything, be an encouragement to be a hope for them. And I just think of those even going through uh, treatment and how discouraging it can be and difficult it can be, and especially with no family uh, or network around um, the opportunity that we would have to uh, encourage them and love on them and uh, maybe have an opportunity to um, develop a long-term relationship with them right. is exciting. And is. Uh, I uh, am encouraged to hear what you guys are doing. And, and I love the faithfulness of just saying, okay, God, I, th- this is an issue. What can we do? And you kind of go, well, I get some drivers and we'll get a <laughs> Google calendar. And uh, thank you for Google and uh, and go, let's just try it. You know, And, and uh, I love how you guys have ex- kind of gone down this journey and, and, uh, obviously like in ministry, we're always 
learning and adjusting and right. and uh, but the heartbeat is, is I love to hear and I uh, love the stories. I can imagine that if you got every driver to line up in this podcast, I bet oh, they could go. Love to do oh, that. <laughs> hear all the stories and all the yeah. information and things yeah. they heard and mm-hmm. and uh, conversations they've had and prayers they prayed mm-hmm. and uh, what a tremendous uh, testimony that would be yeah. and uh, I think it's exciting and so. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, uh, maybe you're listening to this here in Sioux Falls or outside of Sioux Falls, and this just strikes your heart, and it's something you go, hey, I need to, I want to be in part of this. Uh, how can they contact you guys? They can contact me or Deb through our church, Good News Church, and our information is available on our website at hisgoodnews.com. Awesome. I'd encourage you, uh, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening to this, um, this could be a great opportunity. Uh, I just speak from this uh, thought is uh, a lot of churches have individuals maybe as they get older or retired that sometimes they think, well, there's not any more place for me. I'm not going to do youth ministry. I'm not going to do this or that. What a great opportunity uh, you might be able to really uh, capitalize on a crowd or demographic in your church that could say, hey, I'll give rights. And uh, I think it's just as simple as maybe contacting some health care providers or uh, different departments in your city that can say, hey, can we provide this? Because I know medical costs as they increase and missing appointments and that actually costs the hospital more. And so there might be some great opportunities, uh, any town that you're in that you may be able to step into. So, and I think I want to add one thing too, just kind of a, for our drivers, it, because I, oftentimes when you hear about ministries like this, it's like, well, we don't have enough cars or we don't have, or insurance is an issue and, and all of those things. Reality is all of our drivers drive their own vehicles. We, on my end, we make sure that we have current driver's license and insurance, but they drive their own vehicles. Mm-hmm. We tell them our church has set up a fund so you can we can reimburse you for gas. I have yet to have anyone ask mm-hmm. me for reimbursement on gas. And they are willing. This, this group of people is willing to serve and willing to invest. That's awesome. More than what you probably think. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mary and Deb, and your faithfulness and your heart to to do something. And uh, it's an encouragement, hopefully, for those listening. And uh, we'd love for you to continue listening to this podcast. You can subscribe and follow us. Uh, each week we talk about new stories and new opportunities uh, here in our city. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud.